Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. And all that, that glory was to the Lord. Was that the glory to him? He's worthy in Jesus' name. So let's just bow our heads for prayer. Um, Father God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you because we're alive and well. Uh, Thank you because we're alive in you. Uh, Thank you, Lord God, for the service so far. Thank you, Father God, for your word that you have prepared for us this morning. Father, bless us by your word in the name of Jesus. We pray, O God, that we will not go the same way we came. Uh, Lord, deposit something in our lives, Lord, that uh, that we didn't even expect, but will make us better than where we are right now in the name of Jesus. And at the end of the day, you and you alone will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, Has this series been wonderful so far? Um, You guys have been blessed. You know, I've been... You guys have barely been enjoying um, and emerge, uh, so it's been a joy for me to be here the past uh, couple of couple of Sundays. And uh, you know, you you all are blessed with some really good word and emerge. Would you agree with me? Would you agree? Yeah. So so thank God for for PJ and um, thank God for how God has been using him um, for this ministry. I mean, you know, I'm just glad to be you know a part of it, uh, stepping in to be a part of what, what God has already been doing um, in this place. So it's a privilege for me and, um, you know, look forward to spending more and more time with you all. Um, amen? amen? All right. So, so let's get into the, into the word. Um, so a lot of what I have to share about, so I'm going to make a, a quick plug for Rooted. Uh, you know, I realize that a lot as, as the as Rooted was taking place, Rooted is the Bible study that takes place um, in the mornings. And as it was taking place, so much of what I even have down, and you'll see, you know, God had already been, you guys had already been preaching it, all right? So, so if you missed it this morning, you know, you missed something, but I'll try and, you know, fill in what you missed uh, for those of us who weren't here for Rooted uh, this morning. Um, so the... Of course, we know that we've been looking at the relationship series, right? Okay, we've been talking about relationships. And I'm going to continue um, on, that, on that topic. Um, even just by seeing the title of the, the message today, you see that it connects, right, with what we were talking about this morning um, during the Bible study time. All right, so, so my message this morning is, is titled The Main Course. And I'll show you where that comes from in a minute. Um, so it's, it's about, it's about relationships, but it's not about relationships. (laughs) So it's a little, it's about relationships, you know, on the down low. All right. But I promise you, you'll get something from it today that will be a blessing to you, um, by the grace of God. Okay. All right. So, so what I learned, you know, when I was, you know, sitting where you all are sitting, 
what I learned early on before I even stepped into getting uh, married and, and everything that comes before marriage and all of that was that before you even think about marriage, you have to make sure that you're a whole person first. So marriage is all about you know, two people coming together that are whole themselves. Doesn't mean they're perfect, right? But it's the union of two whole people, all right? So you don't want to get into something, and I realize all of us are in different stages of our, of even thinking about marriage. Some people are here and, you know, marriage is, is the last thing on your mind right now, right? You're just trying to get through school, trying to, trying to pass that exam, whatever the case may be, all right? But it's not too early to prepare for that, and some of the things I'm going to share with you guys today is about how you prepare yourself for, for marriage, but not just for marriage, for life. So the things that we're going to share, that I'm going to share with you about that that PJ has already been sharing, it's not just about relationships; it's about every area of your life, and these things will help you to be the whole person that God wants you to be. You don't want to get into a relationship with somebody, all right, and you're half baked. Right? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair for that person. It's not fair for that person. And, um, and so that's what we want to do. So part of, what, part of our job as leaders, all right, is to help prepare you for marriage, help prepare you for life. All right. And so for me, it's really about me passing because I, you know, I've been where you guys have been. I've made uh, my share of mistakes. I've, you know, none of us dropped from heaven, I think is the point I'm trying to make. We didn't drop from heaven. I didn't drop from heaven. I went through a lot before, you know, I think my wife is in here somewhere. Um, but before, before, I, before I met her, before we started a relationship, you know, I've been through a lot. I learned from people. I learned from mistakes. And so hopefully some of what I'm sharing with you uh, will help you so you don't have to make those same mistakes, all right? And if you've made mistakes already, God is, he's a merciful God. You know, God is able to rewrite the story for you, all right? So the main course, the main course. Anybody hungry? <laughs> all right. So, so I, um, the secret to ensuring that you do not make a wrong decision and who you marry and have a successful marriage in life is to make God, make and keep God number one. All right, make and keep God number one. I believe that there is nothing else you can do to prepare yourself for a good marriage because you don't want, because sure, getting married is one thing, but staying married is something else. All right, and you don't want to go into something that after two years, it's going to be, you're going to pack it up, all right? You'd rather not have even gotten married in the first place if you were just going to get into that marriage and, and in just in a matter of, of weeks. Some people, you know, for some people, um, you know, it's just that short. And they end it because it was about falling in love. It was about head over heels. It was about a fairy tale wedding. <laughs> right? But, but it, didn't, it didn't last because it wasn't built, like PJ shared with us, it wasn't built 
on a solid foundation. It wasn't built on a good foundation. All right, and that good foundation, I'm gonna, you know, he, uh, we've talked about it, is being Christ. But I wanna go more specifically in saying that that main foundation is your love for God, loving God. All right, and I think that, I'm not sure if that scripture verse, um, let's, let's have, um, God bless you. Let's have Mark chapter 12, verse 30 up on the screen. All right, All right let's read it together. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. All right, so, so I love the Amplified because the Amplified has a way of really breaking down the words for you. So you don't have to break out your dictionary. You know, it's, it's all right there for you. Uh, Amplified has a, has a great way of doing that. Okay? So, and, that, and that's really what, so what I'm really trying to get at is that settle it from day one before you even think about marriage, before you, you know, get into a very serious relationship that nobody's going to substitute for God in your life. Nobody's going to take the place of God in your life. God is going to be number one, and you're going to do everything you can to make sure he stays that way, all right? And if you have that commitment, it's going to keep you from doing what people call falling, all right? Falling in love, right? So instead of falling in love, you can be standing, all right, in love, okay? You can be standing in love, so that, that means you have your, your head together, okay? Everything is still correct uh, because, she's <laughs> because she's looking the way she does, because he's looking the way he is, doesn't mean... <laughs> All right, so that, that's, that's really the key. So make sure that that is the way, you, the way you approach this thing called relationship. And trust me, you know, God will have, God is, God is more than ready to bless you with a good husband, a good wife. All right, he's more than ready to do that, but you just make sure that you take care of his, all right? And his, I believe, is your heart. Okay, take care of your heart. Make sure your heart is, is ready for him, is sold out to him, and God will take care of the rest. All right, anybody believe that? Okay, so, so the next verse I want us to look at really quickly is, let's see, John, John chapter 20, verse 15, do we have that? Okay, let's read that together as well. So when? So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Others do with total commitment and devotion. All right? So it's total commitment, and I love the, what Emerge stands for. Okay, so when I, you know, when I, I've been looking at your, the website and, and things like that, just looking and so I read, raising champions fully devoted to Christ. And that's really, to me, that's what it's, it's all about. Um, so you've already, you already have that as what this ministry is all about. 
all right? So it's total commitment. There's a funny story. So a couple of stories came to my mind when I was preparing for this message. Um, one was the story about a, a pig and a chicken, right? Okay, so, so the two of them were coming together. They had this idea of, of making a really good breakfast, all right? <laughs> and so... And so the chicken, really the chicken is the one that offered up this idea. So the idea the chicken offered up was, all right, let's make eggs and ham. Okay, so chicken and a pig, all right, had an idea for eggs and ham. So the pig wasn't too fond of the idea, right, um, as you can imagine, because he says to him, and if we show, up, show the next slide there, for him, it's, for the chicken, it's a contribution. For the, ha- for the, for the pig... It's what? Real commitment, right? For the chicken, it's, it's what? It's a contribution. But for the ham, for the, I'm sorry, for the pig, it's real commitment, okay? Because in the, in the pig's case, he's got a, he, he has skin in the game. For the, <laughs> for, the, for the chicken, it's just their eggs, all right? He can hatch more eggs. Um, you know, and go from there, all right? So, so really, that's, to me, that's part of what this is all about. You know, God has made a real commitment to us. He's made a real commitment to us, and he wants us to be ready to do the same. You know, so when I, when I hear, you know, for me, I have to sit back. A lot of times when I hear worship songs being sung, I have to, I have to make sure that I don't just sing, you know, I, I make sure that I ponder the words, and make sure that what I'm singing is really true. You know, because so often we sing songs of worship to God, and if you really ask yourself, sometimes it, it may be that we're getting caught up in emotion rather than really offering up words that, that we live by. Okay, so what I want to challenge us to do is to begin to live by those words so that when we sing them to God, they're, they're true. All right? And God is hearing them, and he's actually being ministered to by the words that we're singing. Okay, so think about that even for as you look, look ahead toward overflow tonight, as you worship God. You know, it's all about being, God is your audience of one. Um, it's not about everybody else in the room. Forget about everybody else in the room. Focus on the one that, you're, that you came to worship, the one that you came to, to uh, encounter. And, and I believe that God will, you will have an encounter with him in Jesus' name. Okay, that's how, you know, the, the people that I learned from in the Bible, for example, are people like David, right? So David, how many people remember the story about when David, um, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, he brought it back, all right? It had been in the house of Obed-Edom, right? And uh, Obed-Edom was being blessed because the ark of God was in his house. And so, so by the time David now brought the ark back, he started to worship God. All right? He, basically, he just lost himself in God's presence. He lost himself in God's presence. And to the point that his wife was watching him from, you know, from the balcony or, or, or wherever she was watching him from, and she noticed that he was basically, I mean, he stripped himself um, you know, and, and she was, so when he finally, when he finally uh, came, 
when it was finally over and done with and he came to her, she said, you know, how, how could you be embarrassing yourself like this? And doing it in front of servant girls, you know, people that should be honoring you, how can you be dishonoring yourself before God like this or before everyone like this? But Dave, that's exactly what David's response was, was it wasn't before all of these people. It was before the God who chose me over your father that I'm worshiping this way. All right. So that's the kind of attitude I believe that God wants us to have when we talk about worshiping him and, and, and having a relationship with him. Okay, so David is a great example, a great example of that. All right. Okay, so, so walk with me for a little bit here. So Luke chapter 10, I want us to look at the book of uh, Luke chapter 10. This is a story that I almost, I think pretty much on a, on a weekly basis, I look at this story because it teaches me a lot about, uh, you know, what it means to focus on God. All right, so Luke chapter 10 verses uh, 38 Two forty-two. So we won't we won't be able to read everything, but um, but I just want to kind of just tell you the story, remind you about the story. Okay, so we all know the story of Mary and Martha, right? Okay, and Mary was busy, or Martha was busy doing what? Martha was busy in the kitchen getting ready for Jesus. Um, you know, to eat, okay? Is that anything bad about that? Nothing bad. Um, and then Mary was doing what? Okay, Mary was sitting at his feet, doing what? Hearing his, his voice, hearing his word, all right? So those are two different scenarios there. So nothing really bad, right, for Martha? But the issue, the issue that we see, though, is when she began to fuss in verse 41 and, 40, 41 and 42, I believe, is when Jesus responded to, to, to her. But he, she began to fuss and she was like, okay, why won't you, why is she not helping me? Okay, why is she not helping me? And Jesus responds to, to her, to, um, to Martha. Okay, do we have that, that scripture? Uh, 41, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, and 42, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Okay, so it's a decision. It's a decision that, that Mary made. It's a decision that Mary made to sit at Jesus' feet, rather than being distracted by the things that are going on. Rather than being distracted by the things that are going that were going on around um, around her, okay. So the first thing, I, the first um, choice, okay. And I'm just going to run down a few choices here. Um, on the the next slides, there says, says the main course is loving God, which we've talked about, right? And I just want to run run down a few choices that we need to make. And the first one is choosing to have a rich devotional life. 
Right. There's so many distractions. I think, um, and I'll tell you, tell you guys a little bit about something that happened to me during the week. Okay. So many distractions, um, you know, and some of these things that we get distracted by, they're not necessarily bad things. Right. Um, you know, so this week I left my wallet, I left my wallet at home, uh, this week. And, um, so, you know, so I called, I called my, I called my wife anyway, cause I needed to get some cash cause I was going somewhere after work and I, that I needed cash, uh, for an event. And so basically at that point, um, you know, the only thing that I was able to use to get money from the ATM so I didn't have to run home was my phone. All right, so how would I do that with my phone? I had never done it before. Uh, wife is, you know, quite a bit more com uh, tech savvy than I am. Um, you know, so I used the Apple Wallet app on my phone to withdraw money from the ATM. All right. I had never done that before. I mean, I know it, it might see, I know you guys probably do it all the time, but for me, that was the first time I had done that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Bank of America, so I just, you know. How many people have done that before? You guys have done it? Yeah, all the time, right? <laughs> okay, so, so are cell phones bad? They're not bad, right? I mean, so that, that, was, a, that was a situation where I used it as a tool to get something that I needed, all right? So for me, that was actually a blessing. I was thanking God that, you know, that technology has gone that far that we can do something like that. You can actually leave your wallet at home and, and it'd be okay because you have your phone and you can access your, you know, I can access the ATM and get money out. I didn't have to, you know, save me a lot of time, you know, so that's, so that's all well and good, right? But how many people know that cell phones can also be a, a curse as well, okay? We know, right? <laughs> it can also be, and how can it be? It can be that way because it can be a distraction, something that takes you away from, or the use of it, or things that you do on it, uh, or constantly thinking that you have to have it. Um, you know, some of us can't leave the house without our cell phones, you know? I mean, understandable, because you have to be able to contact people um, and things like that. So there are good uses for it. All right, so it becomes a problem when that thing becomes an idol. It becomes a problem when that thing becomes an addiction. It becomes a problem when that thing becomes an obsession that you can't live without. And then some, some of those things are things that will keep you from, keep your attention away from God. So how does that tie into even relationships? All right, sometimes we can be obsessed with our desire to get married. We can be obsessed with our desire to be in a relationship. All right, but God is saying one thing is needed. One thing is needed, and that good thing, that essential thing is your relationship with him. And you guys preached it this morning, um, but that's the one thing that is always essential. That is the, that's why we call it the, um, the main course. All right, I think I have the, uh, the translation that that actually comes from. I didn't read it at the beginning, um, but that's from the from the message translation of the Bible where, where Jesus is saying, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. But one thing is essential and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and won't be, taking, won't be taken from her. All right, so that's, the, that's the, main, the main course. All right, so I promised you guys I would share some things that are 
you know, even more specifically related to relationships. And uh, maybe I'll also, this will also give me a chance to share my, my story a little bit uh, before we close, okay? So, so one of my mentors, and I talked about the fact that I had, you know, quite a number of mentors in, in the area of relationships. And one of the, one of the people that, I, that spoke to me early on was, um, was an uncle of mine. And he shared about the story of Rebecca and, and Isaac. How many people remember, know the story about Rebecca and Isaac and how they, how they got, got together, right? Okay, so great, great story. And I just wanted to use that story to, to make, some, make some points uh, here. All right, so one of the things that, one of the things that just really stands out to me about that story is that for, for Abraham before, so Abraham actually pre told his servant that he wanted him to find a wife for his son, his son Isaac, right? Okay, so what was the first thing that that, that, um, that servant did? Or what was the first thing that Abraham told that, that servant? He told the servant that don't find anybody for my son among the Canaanites, but go to my own family, okay? So he was specific about where he wanted him to go, right? So the point I want to make there for you guys is choose wisely, okay? Choose wisely. Don't be equally, don't be unequally yoked. The Bible says don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So people who aren't going the same direction as you are, all right? Be careful the people that you associate yourself with. Associate with yourself with people who are, you know, for real, you know, Christians who are, who are real, Christians who are active, you know, many of them are here um, in Emerge, um, but they don't have to be, <laughs> right? Many of them are, I've already observed it, you know, people who are active, people who are vibrant, who are about the things of God, okay? So choose wisely, all right? The other thing that I want you to know about choice is, you know, make sure that you, you get God's direction. So choose prayerfully. Choose prayerfully. Get God's direction. So what did that servant do? That servant knew that God was someone, that servant of Abraham knew that Abraham was a person that was, you know, had a strong relationship with God. All right. So what did he do? He asked God to guide him, that he would show him the right person, the person that God, you know, that God had for, for Isaac. And so he actually asked him, he said, you know, let it, be, let it be that that person, that young lady that draws water from me and also offers water to my animals here that are with me, let it be that young lady that will be the wife to, to Jacob, right? To Isaac, I'm sorry. Um, the, 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 the story, the way that links up to my own story, and an interesting, it's interesting where, um, how that links up to my own story, because um, when I, where I met my wife, so I'm sharing with you guys a little bit about myself now, um, you know, so, so her, her church invited my church, I didn't know her before then, but her church invited my church for a uh, concert, so, so I brought, you know, young people from my church, right, to, uh, to basically participate in a concert that her church was having. So her church was, um, you know, but things were really moving really slow, okay? So they hadn't even gotten started. So, 
So here I was with a bunch of like 15, um, you know, young folks with me. And, you know, so she came up to us and she offered water. <laughs> so it was a, it was a summer, uh, it, was a, it was a summer event, right? And um, so that got my attention, right? So the same way, the same way Rebecca offered water, right, to, to these, uh, to, to Abraham's servant, um, was the same way she offered water. Okay, so what is that to tell, what's, what's, uh, what can the ladies, we can all learn something from this, right? Um, but what can the ladies take away from this? <laughs> right, you can, take, can we take something away from that? No, I mean, well, fir first thing is, you know, you can be helpful. Have a servant's heart. And that's what Rebecca had. She had a servant's heart. Okay, she didn't even know that that day, she didn't know the purpose, the reason why uh, Abraham's servant was there. But I'm very sure that any given day, she would have been doing exactly the same thing she was doing. Okay? So have a good attitude. Have a servant's heart. All right, I told you that this is still connected to relationships, right? Have a servant's heart. Okay, so choose to have a servant's heart. And then the next one um, up on the screen is choose to give your best. Choose to give your best. All right? And then the last one there is uh, choose to live with passion. Okay, so be a passionate person. Um, you know, be full of life. People are attracted to, to people who are about something. Right? People are, people are attracted to people who, you know, you might not be the best looking person. You might not be the, you know, you might not be the, 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 the person with the most money. But use what you have. <laughs> use what you have. All right? And be confident. And be confident with what you have. So last, last word, I think one of the ones we skipped was choose to live with courage. And PJ's message last week, he was talking to the guys. Okay? I'm going to try to help the ladies out a little bit here. Um, like he did last week, okay? Choose to live with courage. Choose to live with courage. You know, the thing about it is, and this is where the, uh, the scripture verse, and I'll, and I'll have to close uh, with this, but the scripture, one of the scripture verses, the very first scripture verse that came up on the screen this morning during Rooted was that we should meditate, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, right? This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, Meditate on it day and night, that you'll be, you should be, you'll be careful to do all that is in it. Um, God will make your way. Then your way will be made prosperous. You'll have good success. You know, that has to do with marriage, too. That has to do with every aspect of your life. And then the very next verse, verse 9, it says, Be strong, be of good courage, do not be dismayed. I am your God. All right? He's right. You know, men have a tendency to be passive. Okay, but if you, if, you, if you have a rich devotional life, I'm telling you what has worked for me, all right? If you have a rich devotional life, you have your, your relationship with God is the way that it should be. God makes you strong. You know, you can go, you know, if, you, if, there's, a, if there's a girl that you need to go and talk to, all right? <laughs> you know, God put, you know, God put that person on, you, on your mind, 
and you need to go and talk to her. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Okay? <laughs> God, God is with you. Know that God is with you, okay? But make sure you got in his direction. Um, make sure you're ready to talk to her, too. I, I skipped uh, mentoring because there's also a place for mentoring. I told you how mentoring has helped me. You know, go to people. Seek out people who can mentor you, all right? Because you don't know everything, all right? But people have walked where you're trying to walk right now, and they can help you navigate the way through, okay? So, so take advantage of people, uh, people around you. I mean, one of the things that I have a passion about is seeing the young men, all right, be ready for marriage, okay? And, you know, it's something that, it's something that, um, so I, I make myself available, um, you know, but I, I pray by God's grace we'll have opportunities to do things that will help uh, build us up because it's very important. It's very important that, you know, God's, God's name is glorified in our marriages, okay? That we're ready for, you know, because the world has a very negative picture of what marriage is. But it's our job to paint the picture of what marriage, what a real marriage, a strong Christian home should be all about. And that's our job. That's our place. You know, that's one of the ways that we can be a light, you know, the light that God has called us to be. So if we can just rise up on our feet, my time is up. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.